McMonagle here with you on the fan. Oh, it's over. 877-337-6666. That's the number to call in. I got you for three hours. You know how it works. It's the only time this week. You got a lot of me this week. Get ready. Plenty of your phone calls. 877-337-6666. Me and Fliegelman, we got you to the warm-up show at 5 o'clock as we put to bed the NFL season as we finally say goodbye and you know, it is bittersweet, right? In a, in a way, it's bittersweet. It's a long time before we watch another football game from our teams. It's, that's a long time to go without playing football. But at the same time, I'm, you know, I know it ended on a high note, I suppose. I'm not one of these people. You know me. All right? I've talked about it long enough. And we don't have to focus on the idea that the Giants lost a draft pick. And we don't have to focus on the idea of how miserable this season was entirely. But you know me. Both of these teams have been dead for a long time. So excuse me, I'm not one of these people. I wish I could come on here and be like, hey, you know what? The Jets in a snow game, Brees Hall is incredible. And if that's the last game of Bill Belichick's career in New England, oh, how bittersweet it is to have him walk off the field, a 17-3 loser to the New York Jets, ending the streak of 15 consecutive losses to the Patriots, and we send him out the door with a nice butt-kicking on a miserable Sunday, snowy day out at Gillette Stadium. And that's all true, right? And, and, for, the Gi- and for the Giants, same thing, right? Oh, who cares, McMonagall? Shut up. It's about the games. Look, aren't you having fun up 24 to nothing in the half? And you know what? I was. I was having fun. I have to admit. All right? Yeah. I, I, I'll I, be honest, totally honest with you. I'd rather be the fifth pick than the sixth pick. I would have rather have lost that game and still been the fifth pick over the sixth pick. I'm sure many of you disagree with me. But as much as that's going, I'm, yeah, I'm having fun. I'm having fun. The Giants are, oh, they're killing them. You know what? All my fun as a Giant fan, totally honest with you. All my fun ended in the third quarter. I, that's just, I'm immediately on to the next year. And this is what I talked about. The Giant, the Eagles fan, as disappointing as they are with the way their team is playing and how terrible they look and how they finish the season, plus the injuries they're dealing with, A.J. Brown and obviously Hurts with the finger, and they gave up in the second half. They didn't even show up to play the game. The Eagle fans right now are probably scared to death that this is going to be a miserable end to their season in just a week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But you know what? Their fan base went on to the playoffs, and the Giant fans went on to Miami Buffalo. Let's be totally honest. I'm sorry. The second that game ended, as great as it was, and all the, all the talking points, Saquon Barkley was great in the game. Is it Saquon Barkley's last game? Is it, oh, what a great game for Shepard. Oh, uh, Xavier McKinney and Okurke uh, played every single snap. All the, oh, they finished the season strong. Oh, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, you know, everything about the game, right? It, it was great. It was wonderful. We all liked kicking the Eagles' ass. It went out the door in a second. I'm sorry. I don't know about you. But both of these teams coming off miserable dead seasons again. And we can have fun the last game of the year, and that's fine. The Jets had another 10-loss season. The Jets have now not been in the postseason for 13 consecutive years. The New York Giants had another dead season at 2-8, and eight, finished at 6-11, and 11, never had a chance in this year. And if you think winning this game against Philadelphia as they go on to the playoffs, as they pulled their starting quarterback, as this thing is fading down, but they still are off to the playoffs where the Giants finish another dead season, and we're talking about all the different things the second the game is over, where they're on the draft, can they get a quarterback, this, that, and the other. If you think that makes me feel better, that somehow the worm is turning in the rivalry of both either the Patriots or the Jets, sure, the streak is over, great, that's real nice. The Patriots are awful. 
They're going to get a top quarterback in this draft. The Eagles are consistently one of the best teams in the NFC. If you think suddenly the Giants with a nice butt kicking to, for the first half and it was nice and fun to go through, if you think that suddenly feels like next year they're not going to be a, a seven-point underdog the first time they play the Eagles, I'm sorry. I disagree. And it's nice. I don't want to be a buzzkill, but at the end of the day, it's still how I felt. Like, it was fun. We enjoyed it. They played well in this game. The Eagles didn't show up. The Eagles didn't show up to this game. And ultimately, they have, an, they have next week, and the Giants are looking at what they're going to do in the draft. Now, thankfully, you know, for me, you know how I feel about the draft. The Giants need a quarterback, and every single draft slot has value. Every single draft slot puts them closer to that quarterback, whether it's a crapshoot or not. And can they find the quarterback at five or six or wherever they could have been? Yeah, and thankfully, it's only one slot. And the way it worked out, no matter if they would have won the game, lost the, they would have been five, and now they're six. And ultimately, for a one slot, I'm not going to cry about it. It could have been much worse when I was going on and on about the draft pick and losing the game and what it could mean. There was wild ramifications. They could have went up to three. They could have went down to eight. So the idea that it cost them one slot, not the end of the world. But ultimately, now we move on. And we put to bed this disgusting season, and that's what it was. And that's why I get I, I, I have a hard time dealing with fans who want to win these last games or, or do something that somehow can justify. We knew the coach was coming back. Dable's coming back. Joe Shane and Dable are part of this team. We knew for weeks now that the Jets are coming back. And as we the, 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 the coach is coming back, the GM's coming back, the offensive coordinator's coming back, and hopefully Aaron Rodgers is coming back. And that's why, as much as it's silly for Robert Sala to play this, you know, oh, we're 1-0 in 24, a lot of wins in 2024, we're closer than you think, you know what? I agree with him. This season was awful. You know why? Because the Jets' quarterback position was terrible. The worst in the NFL. And they didn't go, and they didn't uh, attack with... Uh, Brees Hall enough. Now, I know early on he's coming back from injury, but you're seeing what kind of absolute stud he is and how he's the best player on the field. Almost every game he steps onto the field. They need a much more reliant offense on him, but they're getting their guy back. They're getting their most inspirational player voted by the team back in Aaron Rodgers. And hopefully it's not just about Pac McAfee interviews, and it's more about actually playing on the field. And if you watch this defense, despite a handful of games throughout this year, don't get me wrong, they're not the 85 Bears. Nobody's suggesting they are. And at the end of this miserable season, there are plenty of people to point to. Some of them are on the defense. There's tons of reasons why the Jets are where they are, namely the quarterback position, without question. The coach, I think he's not very good. I don't think he's been given an opportunity to do very well. But still, under normal circumstances, does he deserve to be fired? Sure. But we're waiting to see what he can do with an actual quarterback because he's never had one his entire tenure here. And I do think they are closer than people think, amazingly enough. So there's my positive spin on it. I'm not that big on the idea that they disgrace Bill Belichick. You can't disgrace Bill Belichick. Let's be totally honest. It's a miserable year. They probably are moving on from him. If you believe Jay, Jay Glazer and the talk around the NFL the last handful of weeks, he might be somewhere else next year. He's one of, if not the greatest head coaches of all time, and he's owned the division and the Jets for a decade plus. And if you think some disgraceful game in the snow to end his career is somehow someday you guys are going to relish for the rest of your lives, I disagree with you. I'm more focused on next year, which is what I was in the third quarter of the Giant game, the minute the Jet game ended. It's about next year. It's been about next year for weeks. So let's enjoy this. Let's say goodbye to this miserable football season and hope to God that we're done with them, that as a Jet fan, you're done having the longest streak in professional sports. As a Giant fan, you're done having seasons over by Halloween and Thanksgiving. Hopefully, as a Giant fan, you're done watching Daniel Jones. You're done watching Zach Wilson. And maybe, just maybe, with this quarterback draft and where the Giants are and the idea that Aaron Rodgers is coming back, we can look at this day as, if you want to start it, as the beginning of a new tenure in football in this town, fine by me. But for me, it's the end 
I am looking at the end of a miserable, another miserable chapter. I don't feel much better about it, despite the fact they beat two rivals. I could care less. None of it means anything. I'm looking for next year. And specifically, we know where the Jets are picking 10th overall. For me, they have a myriad <clears throat> they have a myriad of problems on the offensive line. They could use a ton more help in the wide receiver room. Whatever's available, the Jets are wide open to what they could do with that 10th pick. A lot of quarterbacks are going to go in front of them. There's going to be an opportunity, probably a 10 to get a tackle. There should be an opportunity in a, in a wide receiver draft that's also pretty uh, loaded to get a, a weapon that can help whether it's the maybe the, the pass-catching tight end out of Georgia, whether it's an offensive tackle, whether it's a wide receiver, something to help this offense and to help Aaron Rodgers next year transform the Jets and take them out of the doldrums. For the Giants, it's simple. For me, I don't care. The Giants need to take a quarterback. And this win, despite the fact it was lovely, despite the fact we were having a party at the beginning of this game, despite the fact the first half was... I, I, I did not see walking all over the Eagles as part of the game plan. I just didn't see it. So, yeah, was I happy on some level watching it? Absolutely. Do I like to beat the Eagles? Of course, I'm a Giants fan. But ultimately, again, this game was over in the third quarter. They took out their starters. Did you even, like, how long did the fun honestly last? And the second was over. The second it was over. I was looking, I'm, I'm looking on to the Sunday night football game. And I'm focused on the idea of where the Giants are going to pick and how the hell they're going to get a quarterback. And that's what they need to do. The Giants need to figure out a way. Now, the one team that jumped them, and everyone's tweeting at me, oh, look, they only lost the slot, and it's to the Chargers who aren't drafting a quarterback. No, the Chargers are not drafting a quarterback. But are the Chargers even going to be drafting fifth? Can someone else jump up in front of the Giants like we saw the Eagles do a couple of years ago to get Devonta Smith. Is there a chance that someone jumps in and decides to jump up fifth and take a quarterback? It limits, it makes things more difficult. So I'm not going to harp on it because it's one slot. But if you're honest, if, if you're asking me, we've had a discussion all week. I'm disappointed that they're sixth and not fifth. Because that one slot makes things easier to move up. That one slot eliminates the idea of someone jumping in front of me with another team now could be willing to move on and trade because they already have a quarterback. I wanted the best opportunity for Joe Shane and Brian Dable, who we know are coming back, who deserve to come back, in my opinion, who have shown the ability. I, I love the idea that Dable has not lost this room. That's, I, I appreciate the fact that this, this season didn't spiral out of control the way it has done for other head coaches in a New York Giant uniform over the last handful of years. We've seen seasons completely spiral. He was able to stem the tide. He was able to get decent quarterback play out of a guy named Tommy DeVito, who no one ever heard of and may never hear of again, and yet he was able to get a three-game stretch and beat the now playoff-bound Green Bay Packers on a Monday night primetime game that nobody saw coming. And we saw him get the best out of Daniel Jones in the, in the first year he was here. We've seen him turn Tommy DeVito into someone we're all going to remember. And I need to see him do what he did in Buffalo. I need to see these two guys, Joe Shane and Brian Dable, do what they did in Buffalo, do what they did that got them the job here. They traded up for Josh Allen, and they developed him. And we watched Josh Allen last night as flawed as he is. Right? And as turnover happy as he is, and as sometimes as careless with the football as he is, we see a dynamic, game changing player who scores touchdowns and wins games and has now won the division how many years in a row and came back from being six and six against the, going up against a Miami team that was running away with this division. And despite the fact that they changed coordinators and that the defense, the offense changed a little bit and they went a little bit more run happy and they went a little bit less attacking down the field. But Josh Allen, the team and the quarterback that Joe Shane helped trade up and draft for and who Brian Dable helped develop has now owned the AFC East. I want to own the NFC East. It's been 18 years, right? 18 years since a team has won back-to-back -back years of this division. I want the Giants to own this division. I don't want to beat the Eagles to go 6-11 and and have a meaningless game for the Eagles where even if they would have won the game, they still would be in the same position. They did not hurt the Eagles yesterday. It was a nice win. 
It's probably embarrassing for them on some level. They de- they dealt with injuries, which isn't necessarily the it's just the randomness of football. But that didn't hurt the Eagles. Ultimately, it didn't hurt the Eagles. They go out and beat the Bucks, who they absolutely are capable of on the road, and then they're in the second round of the playoffs, and no one remembers the lousy game against the Giants because the Giants are sitting home and the Eagles are moving on the way they have the last handful of years. I don't want to beat them to go 6-11. and 11. I want to beat them to win a division. I want to be the team in the division that consistently, I want to be the team. I want the Giants to be the team that the Eagles feel need to win at the end of the game, at the end of the year, just to justify a season or to, you know, feel differently about the, the identity of the matchup between the two teams. I'm tired of being the other team. I'm tired of being the New York Giants, hoping to get a victory at the end of the year to justify whatever it is I'm trying to justify. And the best way to do that, and the only way to do it for this team, is to go out there and get the quarterback. And now they're one slot worse, and they have to figure out how to do it. I don't know, and and however it needs to be done, I don't care what they have to give up. I don't care what they have to do. The New York Giants have got to draft their guy come April. Have to. That's the only way out of this abyss. It's not a meaningless win to go 6-11. and 11. It's not beating Bill Belichick in the snow. It's time to win for both these franchises. So now the season's over. We've put to bed this ugliness that was the 2023 NFL season. And we start anew. And hopefully, hopefully, this last game was the tale of what's to come. Because I'm sick of it. Are you not sick of it? Let's get Aaron Rodgers in here. Let's not mess around. Let's go get a franchise quarterback like C.J. Stroud, who turned the Texans around into a playoff team and into a division winner in one single year. Let's go do that. Winning a game against a lousy you know, a Patriots team and winning a game where the Eagles didn't show up because it meant nothing to them to go 6-11 and 11 and 7-10 and 10 respectively, don't do it for me. So I hate to be a little bit of a buzzkill on this morning, but as much as I'd like to talk about, wow, thank God the streak is over, and oh man, wasn't that wonderful to watch the Giants run up the score? Yeah, it was. And it ended five minutes after the game ended, and it's all about next year, and it's all about the draft. And it's all about building these franchises back into teams that are actually respectable and not hoping to get some, you know, meaningless brownie points at the end of the year by beating their divisional rivals when they haven't been able to do it in years. Tired of this. I'm tired of it. 877-337-6666. McMonigle here with you until 5 o'clock. Taking your phone calls till then. Plenty to do. The Mets signed another pitcher. The Knicks never lose. And, of course, going around the league, we have our playoff matchups. We can go in, start to begin to look at this postseason. we got plenty of time to do that again. I'm with you for five hours every day the rest of the week. So we got plenty of time over the next week to break down this playoff structure, look at these games, and give out a couple of teams we think probably have a good chance to get it done this year. There's a couple of intriguing matchups, but really, AFC is kind of one team dominant. The NFC is a little bit all over the place. The fan is better when you're a part of it. Call us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus. All right there, 224. McMonagle here with you on this Monday morning, the final Reaction Monday to the regular season, the last time we would see the Giants and Jets for a while. And in some ways, that's relief. In some ways, that's bittersweet. Because, listen, again, the NFL season, and plus, just, just you know, this was my first year having the, um, the Sunday ticket because it was on YouTube. Uh, I enjoyed it. I'm still pissed about a lot of things. I'll be totally honest with you. I, I got to get those YouTube people in a room because I don't know why I can't, unless I'm doing it wrong, I still can't pick the games that I want to put in like the four-team window. They just give me options. Makes no sense. I should be able to pick and like if there's multiple games, I want to pick the four games I can put over there and then the two games I can put on the other screen. Like I want to be able to choose which way I do it. Still can't do it. Uh, they didn't even give an option for the uh, one of the games in the 4 o'clock window to be part of a block. Like, I just don't understand any of it. I, I couldn't put Arizona and Seattle in one of my, like, a block of multiple games. Like, how is that possible? 
So I still had some problems, but ultimately I loved watching the games. I saw I saw Fliegelman tweet out that how sad it is to have the uh, the uh, red zone um, go- say goodbye uh, for the final time. See you next year. It sucks. So it's bittersweet, but at the same time, like I, I'm done with the seasons from both of these teams. I'm done with the losing. I'm like it's. I'm glad it's over in many ways, and this season needs to be the end of it. That's what like. I'm more focused on the future because I can't, I, I can't, I can't get wrapped up. I'm just, I don't know what it is. I'm not that kind of guy. I cannot get wrapped up in the Giants beat as a Giant fan. And I've been arguing with Giant fans all week and I get it. And I'm screaming and ranting and raving and yelling. And ultimately it was one draft slot. I get it. That's how it worked out. Ultimately, it could have been worse. It's one draft slot. Does it change everything? The Giants? No, but it, it I would rather, I'm, I'm call me crazy. I still would have rather have lost that game and had the fifth slot, then win the game and have the sixth slot. You know why? Because it was fun. It was great. I enjoyed watching them beat the hell out of the Eagles. I did. It lasted 20 minutes. By the third quarter, when Marcus Mariota was running that offense, the Giants weren't doing anything anymore offensively. Did anyone still care? Like, honestly, as a Giant fan, will you? maybe if you're in the building, no doubt. Being in the building is totally different. You had a couple pops. You enjoyed the pre, the, the tailgate. Um, you know you're enjoy you're you're trying to enjoy this thing. You're it's it's you know you're you're getting you're into the crowd, the chanting, the cheering. That that's one thing I get it. And nobody wants to to leave the stadium in a loss, and you're celebrating fine. But watching the game on television, honestly, Giant fans, at what point did you stop caring they were beating the Eagles when the Eagles are simply just the story around the Eagles is, man, they're in trouble for the playoffs, and these injuries have been killer, and they need to figure out a way to, to turn this season around as they head into the postseason. And the story around the Giants is, who the hell is our quarterback? Where are we drafting? Is, is Arizona going to win this game? It didn't matter because the Giants were up 24 points in the first half. But like ultimately, when did you stop? Like in Like, I enjoyed it. Like, once the game was out of hand and the Eagles waved the white flag, did you get some overall, like, cr- like unbelievable satisfaction in dominating the Eagles in a meaningless game where they yet are, are going to the playoffs again as the Giants finish 6-11 and 11 and head home with their tails between their legs? Like, I just, it, it doesn't do anything for me. It just doesn't. I enjoyed watching it in the first half, and then I didn't care. And then the second the game was over, I was on to Miami Buffalo, which lost a little, bu- a little bit of juice once Buffalo clinched the playoff spot, and it was just about who was going to win the division. But and watching the games that mattered this week, I mean, and I heard uh, Lorian uh, Fliegelman talking about the the best stories and the worst stories. I mean, the Jacksonville Jaguars are. I don't know if you want to call it the best story, the worst story, or, or whatever, but the Jacksonville Jaguars are embarrassing. The idea they couldn't win this division, the idea that they were 8-3 and three at one point after you know winning a bunch of games in London and looking like, honestly, at 8-3 and three, and considering the division they play in, they were, I mean, you were figuring they had an excellent chance to be the one seed, especially the way Kansas City was playing throughout the year, like, I thought the Jags were going to be the one seed at eight and three, and to now not even make the the postseason and lose the division to C.J. Stroud and the Texans, and to not be able to beat the lousy the lousy Titans at the end of the year to save your season, and to and to to have you know Lawrence with the I don't know if you saw the game with the ridiculous. Uh, you know, with the the goal line play and then the bad throw. I mean, it was amazing. They let them run all over him. It was both running backs for the Titans. It could be Henry's. It's probably Henry's last game there. But man, oh man, I mean, that is an embarrassing situation. What's going on there? And that's what everyone was saying. See, you could oh, Trevor Lawrence. Oh, you could you could get a better draft spot and draft Trevor Lawrence and see what happens. Yeah, see what happens. They were in the playoffs last year. They won a playoff game last year. And that's it for the Giant. For the it's about the quarterback position. Let's be totally honest. For for every team, and for the Jets, the only difference is you know who the quarterback is, and you know the situation coming back. And I do believe Robert Sala. Believe, call me crazy or not, I do believe the statement. We are closer than you think. I I, I fully believe that. 
I think just Aaron Rodgers alone makes this team a playoff team. Look at the rest of the AFC. Now, year to year is different. Next year, the entire AFC might, might, might be dominant. I don't know. But look at the landscape of the AFC where people are really talking about the Cleveland Browns with Joe Flacco as being one of the more dangerous teams in the AFC right now. Aaron Rodgers and this Jets defense and Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson, and another offensive weapon they can get in the draft, or or maybe via trade, obviously, all the talk about getting a wide receiver, whether it's Devontae Adams, whether it's, uh, you know, Evans from Tampa Bay and free agency, whatever the case may be. If they add another weapon, they have Brees Hall as an absolute stud. They need to rework that offensive line a little bit, but they're bringing in one of the great quarterbacks of all time to go with a defense that by, by sure is a little overrated, by sure has had moments this year, I think gave up against the Browns, on Thursday night football, but ultimately is a talented defense. They got to figure out a way to bring Huff back, but they are a legitimately good defense. And with Aaron Rodgers, I think the turnaround is really instant. And I think you are looking at a playoff team the same way I felt about him heading into this year. Nothing changes for me with the Jets other than now they had a whole year to really look at all the other holes they have. And I, 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 as much as I believe him, uh, Robert Sala, when he says they're not far away, I also don't believe him when he says Lazard's going to be better next year. I, I mean, sure, with Aaron Rodgers, everybody's going to be better. But is he is he someone you can count on next year? No. So you have, you've had an opportunity to look at all the holes on this team, and now you address them as best you can with Aaron Rodgers next year. I think the Jets are a playoff team next year. I have no doubt. As long as he's healthy, I think they're a playoff team in the streak ends. Because he's a legitimate, great quarterback. And that's what the Giants need. And the Giants don't have one. Despite all you Daniel Jones truthers out there, the Giants do not have one. Daniel Jones is now coming off his second season-ending surgery in the last three years. He gets hurt all the time. You can't trust him. I don't care what anybody says and where the money lies and and where he's ranked inside the, the NFL with his contract. The contract is not good. I do not want to pay Daniel Jones all that money. He can't stay healthy, and he doesn't throw touchdown passes or attack downfield. And we've seen, I mean, let's be honest, as much as I think Tyrod Taylor has cost them games with terrible throws at times, you know, obviously he misses the two-point conversion uh, against the Rams. Uh, you know, he's he's had his moments. He throws the ball down the field. They actually, I mean, I, I know Slayton has led this team in, in receiving yards with Daniel Jones too, but I mean, Darius Slayton's making big – when's the last time with Daniel Jones you saw as many plays down the field and, and you know, big-time touchdowns and 80-yard plays? Like, when's – we don't see it. We just don't see it, man. He doesn't – he doesn't – the offense doesn't score touchdowns with him, plain and simple, and they don't win with him. Yes, last year was a very nice year. They won nine games, figured out a way with a terrible schedule to get into the playoffs with nine wins, and then he, was, he had the best day of his career against Minnesota. About the worst 13-win team you could ever see, but still, a great playoff game. And he was one of the best players, if not the best player that entire weekend in the NFL. But that is not enough over the course of a five-year career when every other year is nothing but losing and or hardly plays because of injury. The Giants have the sixth overall pick. Joe Shane and Brian Dable have got to figure out a way to either trade up that pick or whatever they have to do to bring a franchise quarterback to this team with that pick. It's the only thing that makes any sense to me. They have got to get a quarterback. 877-337-6666. Let's get back to the phones. Uh, well, it's tough to get back when you've never been there tonight, so let's go to the phones. Bruce in Brooklyn. What's up, Bruce? How you doing tonight, Chris? I'm doing well, Bruce. How are you? I'm good. Chris, don't be such a gloomy gust. Didn't you ever give the expression, be here now? Bruce, they be lose. in the moment, Chris. Don't worry about it. I mean, this is going to be Joe Shane's big year. What moment? You know, what moment should I live in? Like, honestly, what moment? Beating the well, Eagles the, to go six and eleven—is that the moment? The Giants be? finally have a group of receivers who actually catch the ball and get some yards after the catch. And uh, why didn't they? Why didn't they figure that out before the season was dead at two and eight? 
I know it was a really dismal year. And and I I don't know that. I mean, listen, Wandell Robinson, it took a while. I'll give you that one. Wandell Robinson probably needed some time off of the surgery. He's established himself over the last handful of games. I like him. He's got speed. He's got uh, shiftiness. I like Wandell Robinson. I think he's a piece. Um, Slayton has been here forever. I think we know what Slayton is. Uh, I appreciate how he's played the last handful of games and, and what he's been able to do in the and the 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 triggers in his contract he was able to get and make himself an extra two hundred grand. Bravo! Uh, I applaud him. But ultimately, we didn't say enough out of Hyatt. Like, I, I, you're 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 uber confident in the wide receiver position for the New York Giants right now. Well, after watching Evan Ingram for all those years, it's, it was, the first half was great. The first half of this yeah, game, and, and, and you're right. I'd love to see. Uh, Brian Dable working with a really good stud quarterback. I'll tell you this. Evan Ingram is an interesting choice to complain about. I understand he dropped passes for the Giants. He just became the fourth the fourth tight end in the NFL's history to have 110 receptions. Like he's absolutely Well, he didn't do that for the Giants. I'll tell you that right now. And next week, Baker Mayfield and Todd Bowles' defense are going to kick Philly's butt. One and done for the Eagles. Yeah, I hope so. I'll be rooting for it. That's great and grand and wonderful. And I hope that happens. And I hope Philadelphia is licking their wounds. And Sirianni is is, is the entire talk of the city of Philadelphia is whether or not they should fire him. I hope all of that happens. I hope all of our wildest dreams come true. Aren't you tired of hoping that the Eagles lose in the playoffs so that we can get? some satisfaction aren't you tired of that like i'm sorry here's another year of it this is here's another year where we where at 237 in the morning after winning a meaningless game to send them the 6 and 11 as the the eagles get ready for a, a playoff game here we are at 237 in the morning fantasizing about the eagles getting their butt kicked by todd bowles defense and Baker Mayfield, who's banged up and could barely play, and and got three field goals against the uh, the uh, Panthers today in a game they had to win. So yeah, I mean, do I think the Eagles? Uh, do I think the Eagles can go in and beat Tampa Bay? Yes, I do. And do I think I'll be rooting for them to lose? Sure. And as a Giant fan, is that where we are? Yes, we are. That's where we are. We're, we're here trying to figure out a way to get some satisfaction out of the Eagles losing a playoff game as we go home licking our wounds. But, hey, we finished the season with a win. It's great. It's wonderful. It's grand. I'm so happy about it. And don't get me wrong. Again, I enjoyed watching the game. All right? As much as I, I, I was yelling about I wanted them to lose, and I did. I wanted the Giants to lose the football game. But as it was happening... How do you not love? How do you not love kicking the tail? Out of, how do you lo- not love beating the tar out of the Eagles? It was great. I enjoyed it. It lasted a half hour, and the second the game was over, we're all on to the draft. This this was my point from the beginning. The second the Eagle game was over, no matter what happened, every Giant fan was going to be focused on the draft. So I don't care. Like this is where. You know, a lot of Giant fans would be like, hey, listen, I'll worry about today, today, and and I'll worry about the future tomorrow or the future in the future. I get that. And in many aspects of life, even in sports, that makes a lot of sense. And a lot of the times, that's the only way to look at things, and, I, and I'm fine with that. But the NFL is the only sport left where there is no lottery, there is no it's up in the air, losing directly benefits you you can say it's a crapshoot you can say oh look at this pick look at that pick i actually had a guy uh, tweet me and say do you know that more hall of fame players have been drafted outside the top five than inside the top five and i'm like get out of here really you're telling me more hall of famers have been drafted with every other pick in the draft more so than just the five every year wow who would have thought that the pool would be more more players out of the pool of seven rounds would be bigger than the top five. Like, I mean, we don't think sometimes. Like, yeah, of course more players came out of the rest of the draft. At the, I mean, <laughs> but ultimately, <laughs> each pick has value. Even if you're not going to draft a quarterback, each pick has value. But you have to get a quarterback if you're the Giants, in my estimation, especially considering all the circumstances and and lose losing the game benefited them 
in 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 basketball they have a lottery you can't draw that direct correlation it gives you the best opportunity to get the lottery balls and so on and so forth but this is easy this is direct losing helps you at the end of the game change the rules i'm all for it i don't want to feel this way namely the giants and jets need to change how they go about business so i don't have to feel this way but the nfl should change the rules because it is stupid institute a lottery or do something where it's not so obvious that we're better off losing. But as much as I enjoyed it, it lasted a half hour. And for me, a half hour of enjoyment on a dead season, whether it was six and 11, like that, that half hour of enjoyment does not outweigh the next three months, four months where all we're talking about is what the Giants can do with the draft. I'm more, I'm more intrigued moving forward with this team and what they can do to better themselves so that next year we're not looking at 6-11 and 11 than I am with getting to 6-11 and 11 by beating the Eagles. That's all. But, again, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. I did not see that ass kicking coming. I did not see it coming. Now, ultimately, the game meant nothing to the Eagles, and they pulled their guys once, especially, obviously, Devontae Smith doesn't start the game. A.J. Brown tweaks his knee. It sounds like he's going to be okay. I saw the video of him pretty much just in, like, a a knee sleeve in the locker room, uh, greeting every uh, Eagle that came off the field. It doesn't sound like it's that bad. I haven't seen if there's been any diagnosis yet, but... And obviously the, the the middle finger of Hertz was a, kind of a gruesome thing, but he was able to still play. But ultimately, at what at what point the Eagles just made a decision? This game's out of hand. I don't care about the game. I mean, that's that 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 couldn't explain it any better. If the Eagles didn't care about the game, why should I? The Eagles didn't care about this game. Quite clearly, they didn't show up. And then once the game got a little out of hand, they punted it. And the same thing with the Jets on some level, although I feel, you know, to actually beat Bill Belichick and to send him off as a loser at Gillette Stadium and his last game as a, a New England Patriot head coach to be a 17-3, to three, you know, drubbing by the hands of the Jets, at least there's something there for me. There's something a little bit more tangible. There's something a little bit more that sticks to the bones. There's something a little bit more I can I can remember and look look back on and actually, you know, give a damn about. Not not much. Not much. Because it's just the end of another losing season. And we got to hear about how they're one and zero in twenty twenty four. Great. Unfortunately, we don't play by the calendar. But yeah. It's it was a nice day. I'm glad everybody enjoyed it. It was it was it was better than most days around here, but I'm tired of the most I'm tired of it being miserable around here with our football teams. I'm just tired of it. And the Giants, absolutely. This is the this is moving forward. We get past these games, we move on, we'll get through the, the playoffs. We'll start to focus on what these two teams should do moving forward. For me, the Jets, it's kind of easy. I'm looking to draft the best available offensive player with the 10th overall pick, whether that's a wide receiver, whether that's a tight end, whether that's an offensive lineman, whatever they, whoever they're out, and, and I wouldn't draft defense. Now, typically with a team like the Jets, I you could make the case just with the best player available. That's how they got this defense. <coughs> Excuse me. By drafting, you know, the best player available in many cases, the player that fell into their lap, like Sauce Gardner. But like for if I'm the Jets, it's easy. I have my draft board, and a ten, whatever offensive player is the best on my board, I take them. The Giants are more tricky. I I I I do not think you can go into this draft as the New York Giants with that same mindset that the you know we heard forever going back to Reese, to Gettleman, to everyone to you know many GMs throughout the NFL you draft your board you don't draft for need it's a dangerous game to draft for need draft a board except except for one position when you don't have a quarterback you have to go take one there's no other way you're not going to sign another contract to a veteran you can't continue with Daniel Jones as the future of your team he's going to probably be the starter next year whenever he comes back and be healthy but 
I mean, to to steal the old cliche, the Kansas City model, this is the perfect time for the Giants to draft a quarterback, sit him one year, allow Daniel Jones to play for, I don't know, however long, either eight, nine weeks, whatever. If they're winning, let them play longer. That's fine. And then next year, the year after next year, the young quarterback having a year under his belt of watching and learning the offense takes over. They have it set up perfectly. The only problem is now drafting sixth and considering there's really the top three quarterbacks that are considered here. How do they get one of the three or do they love another one? Is there a quarterback outside the top three? Because I don't know how they're going to have to trade up. We saw the Bears lose this game. We saw Fields play well. A, a, A big talking point coming out of that game is the way the flags are thrown on Fields. Fields is a a uh, big strong you know is a strong runner but he gets he there was a uh, there was a hit on him after a slide that every other quarterback in this league gets a penalty like every other quarterback in the league gets a penalty if that happened to Patrick Mahomes they would have been out of flags to throw but he's played really well down the stretch despite losing to the Green Bay Packers at the end of the year they've played well down the stretch the team is clamoring for him they have the first overall pick because uh, via the Panthers I, I don't see how they don't draft Williams. I just, I just can't imagine. And despite the fact that Williams is kind of intimated, he doesn't want to be a Chicago Bear. But if for whatever reason they are looking to keep fields and trade that pick, the Giants just found themselves one slot further away to make that happen and have to give up one more piece or one more third-round pick or whatever the value is of from six to five. But the Giants have no choice. The Giants have got to get a franchise quarterback because if they don't do it now, I really don't want to be drafting in the top five again. And if they don't do it now, and if Shane and Dable never get an opportunity to draft their guy, they are going to go down with Daniel Jones. They are going to go down with average quarterback play. And if they get fired, if eventually John Mara moves on from Buffalo Buffalo South, and he moves on from Shane and Dable. And in their tenure, they never draft and develop a quarterback. It'll be a damn shame because that's what they were brought here to do. And that is their skill set. So Shane, who's trade, who's been part of a group in the Buffalo Bills, who traded up to get Josh Allen, he's got to figure out a way to get their guy. He has to. They have to attack this draft as a one-position draft. I don't I, I just I think that's the only I think they absolutely need the quarterback. Now they're in a difficult spot because you would imagine Washington needs a quarter is gonna draft a quarterback. Obviously New England's gonna draft a quarterback. I don't know what Arizona's gonna do. I doubt they'll draft a quarterback. I know that the uh, Chargers are not gonna draft a quarterback, but I could easily see them considering where they are and whoever their new head coach is gonna be. And like they, they're a talented team. They're one of the more disappointing, if not the most disappointing team in the NFL this year, right up there with Jacksonville. At least Jacksonville was in it to the end. But I mean, the Chargers are as talented uh, a team that's ever, would they have four win, five wins? That's, that's as talented a five win team or six win team as we've seen. So I could easily see them trading back for more picks and a team moving up to try and get a quarterback. Or if the quarterbacks are taken, someone moving up to try and get Harrison Jr. Uh, or, you know, just whatever the case may be. But I, I can't go this draft without getting a quarterback for the New York Giants because there are none in free agency. It's tough. It's, it's never good. You see what Carr is for this team. You saw the injury that happened to the Jets as much as I like Aaron Rodgers. You've seen what happens when you go out there and try and get these high-priced veteran quarterbacks. It very rarely works out. Sure, there's the Tom Brady's. Absolutely. He's special, quite obviously. There's a handful of situations where it works. But ultimately, this is how you get a franchise quarterback. And the Giants, you can't expect them to suddenly build this roster because despite our last callers thought... I don't think the wide receivers the wide receiver room is very good. I think it's okay. I don't think it's very good. The offensive line clearly not very good. The defensive backfield. I mean, Xavier McKinney is going to be a free agent. 
Uh, I, uh, Dory Jackson's probably not going to be here. I, d- I don't know how good uh, they're young and inexperienced, but you know they're they're building. But they have plenty of holes all over this team. Plenty of holes. And I think when I see a team with plenty of holes and no quarterback, I think the opposite of what most people think. Everyone, a lot of, well, I don't know about most people. I shouldn't say that because I think most people understand. But there are a lot of people who go, well, the, the roster isn't ready for a quarterback. Nonsense. Nonsense. You can't change the whole roster. You got to get the franchise-changing quarterback who changes everything. We see it with Stroud. Oh, well, Stroud was the, the second pick. See, we, the quarterback was taken in front of him. I can't count on the teams in front of me being incompetent. Like, I hate that narrative. I hate the idea, oh, the, you know, who knows who will be available? He might be the best player. Yeah, he might be. He might not be. And if you use C.J. Stroud as an example over uh, Young being drafted first overall, I can't count on the teams in front of me being as stupid as the Panthers. You know, like, I, I, I just can't. I can't assume the guy who will be great will fall to me. I got to trust Brian Dable and Joe Shane to go get their guy. Plain and simple. Bob and Bayside, what's up, Bob? Yeah, yeah see, Mac. What, yes, you're being illogical here, and I'm going to tell you why. On the one hand, okay. on the one hand, you praise Dable and Shane for their knowledge of quarterbacks, their molding of quarterbacks. But on the other hand, you refuse to admit that they like Daniel Jones. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think they disliked Daniel Jones. They gave him a contract. They had no, they had no other option. They gave him a, they gave him a contract that they can get out of in two years. They had no other option at the quarterback. They weren't in position to draft one. It wasn't a, a quarterback heavy draft. They weren't going to go spend money on Carr or someone else. They literally needed a quarterback. He, he won them a playoff game. They had no choice. They signed him. But what? I also, I also trust them in the idea to not continue with a guy who's been has a neck issue and now a blown-out ACL when they're in a position with top five and to go get a quarterback and do what they did in Buffalo. The well, you admit that if they, do not, if they draft a stud offensive lineman and not a quarterback, will you admit that they like Daniel Jones and, and they're gambling that he stays healthy? Uh, I, I, no, I mean, I, I would think that they don't believe that the quarterback is there and they're not going to force it. If the three quarter, if they have, if the three quarterbacks go off the list before six and then they draft an offensive lineman, I will glean more from the idea. They don't like a quarterback after the top. Right. Okay. One last thing. Let me give you two statistics about Daniel Jones. Last year, he led the league along with Jalen Hurts in two categories. Number one is a QBR, which takes into account a lot of quarterback statistics. And number two, in percentage of uh, interceptions to passes, mm-hmm. like to, to completions. Yeah, he, didn't turn the he, he was in the lead with that. With the gentleman. He made strides last year. Yeah, no, he definitely did, and they won a playoff game. But uh, let me give you two uh, statistics. Well, let me ask you a question about two. What's his record, and how many games has he played? You, you're talking about over over the five years? Yeah. What's, how many wins? I don't know the exact record. How many record. wins? How many wins have the Giants had? How many winning seasons have the Giants had? How often have the Giants been even relatively good? And then how many games has he played? I know that three of those years he had people like Garrett as the offensive coordinator, right. no offensive lines. Yeah. And, and uh, one year he didn't have a, a Saquon the whole year, and he had a bunch of fill-in receivers. So, and, and by the way, in the beginning of this year, I don't know the reason, Maybe it was coming out of training camp. The Giants were not ready the first three, four games of the year. Offensive lineup. So uh, all I know is he has all the tools. Yeah, I know. It's never, but Daniel, it wasn't Daniel Jones. He wasn't ready. He was ready, of course. Daniel Jones was ready. The rest of the team wasn't. It's never Daniel. It's never Danny. It's always the offensive line wasn't good. The this wasn't there. The Saquon Barkley wasn't there. Uh, you know, it's, it's always something. It's always something. There's always an excuse. There's always an excuse. And I'm not telling you Daniel Jones stinks. I like Daniel Jones. He's a fairly good quarterback. And if the Giants won this year, we wouldn't be having this discussion. If the, even if the Giants won nine games and missed the playoffs, if the Giants won eight, nine games and missed the playoffs, I still wouldn't be having this discussion because it's too difficult to try and get one of these top quarterbacks. I'd, I'd, I'd probably be in the market for one of the, uh, like a project in the second or third round maybe if, if Dable loved the guy because I do believe in his ability to, to develop a quarterback. But I wouldn't be talking about the first overall pick has to be a quarterback. They are in the top five. 
Actually, now they're not. Excuse me. Six. You see? You see? You see? But they're in a different circumstance, and he's hurt again. How many injuries? Like, this changes things, no? You could tell me about how, many, how, how much he, he was better at turning the football over last year. He was. How many times did he throw the ball deep? How many touchdown passes did he throw? How many times did he make game-changing plays down the field with his passing attack? He doesn't throw the ball down the field. It's easy to, it's easy to win when you never move your back row. Little black sheep reference. It's, easy when, it's, it's, it's easier to not throw a pick when you never take chances. There's that fine line, and he and last year he he wrote it fairly well, and they won a, a bunch of games, and then he had a great last two weeks. He uh, before the Eagle game, obviously, Colts in the regular season, and then Minnesota in the playoffs. He was tremendous. I'll never take it away from him. Tremendous, and sure, under a perfect set of circumstances, Daniel Jones could win you football games. I don't think he can do it year in and year out, but if the team was great on a given year. Could he be the quarterback that takes you to the Super Bowl? Yeah. I think that's plausible. If the entire could he be on the San Francisco 49ers right now and be be good enough to and still get them the one seed and do what Brock Purdy's done? I'm not gonna try and compare them. I think Brock Purdy's better than most, but most people do, but or at least that a lot of people give him credit for, but I still don't think he's like one of the great quarterbacks in the league. I think he's damn good. And I think him and Daniel Jones are on par. I think, could Daniel Jones take over the San Francisco 49ers and win? Sure. Sure he could. How do you transform the Giants to the San Francisco 49ers? How do you do that? They're not. They don't have the, I mean, and I can't wait around with Daniel Jones. And I know Brock Purdy had an injury too. He came back and played right away. Daniel Jones has now tore his ACL and has a neck injury that cost him surgery and the end of two years ago. And now it popped up again this year and cost him games. He missed games because of his neck. He missed games because of his knee. He's missed games because of his ankle. He's missed games year in and year out. Uh, he does. He's just injury prone. He's making too much money, and he doesn't throw touchdown passes or win you games. Like, what else do you need to know? You sure know. You sure know his excuses. You guys have that down. You guys know exactly what to say to make excuses for him. But you can't tell me how you trust. Uh, a quarterback who can't stay healthy, doesn't throw touchdown passes, and besides one year of winning nine games and having one hell of a playoff game, doesn't win. You can give me offensive line, you can give me wide receivers, you can give me coaches, you can give me Jason Garrett, you can give me all this stuff. How do you plan for him to be your future quarterback? You can't. You can't.